your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 390 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. And today, got a couple of things we got to get into. We are going to kind of point the spotlight at yet another candidate who I believe the Rangers could and maybe even should take, provided he's still available at that number 15 overall selection. The Rangers, of course, are going to pick 15th in next month's draft. And we've kind of been talking about a couple of different targets that I think the Rangers should kind of set their sights on. And we're going to do another one of those today, do kind of a deep dive and just kind of give you guys some information about who this guy is as a player and why I think the Rangers should be interested in perhaps taking him, of course, provided he is still there at number 15. We will also take a look at a couple of other impending New York Ranger free agents and kind of continue our series of doing just that, looking at New York Ranger free agents uh, that are forthcoming in the offseason here. And then also going to share some quick thoughts about the Stanley Cup Finals, which have not ended. Game four was won by the Canadians in overtime last night in very dramatic fashion, and we will now have a game five tomorrow night, Wednesday night, with uh, the Stanley Cup once again in the house, and we'll see what happens there. I just wanted to explain real quick, too, uh, as far as like the scheduling goes right now. So last night's episode and also tonight's episode are just that. They're night episodes. They're coming out a little bit later than I typically would release them, and that's just kind of a coincidence for the most part. I mean, today was our first day back in the WWE offices. So there was that going on today. Uh, For the most part, I don't think this will become a trend going forward. I think for the most part, you guys will get your episodes either in the morning or into the early afternoon. But I just want to kind of acknowledge that and, um, you know, just just kind of give you guys an update as far as where this is heading. But either way, you'll get five episodes uh, every single week going forward, uh, at least until Locked On decides to knock it down to three for a couple of months in the offseason. I'm not exactly sure when that's going to happen, but obviously I'll keep you guys posted there. But enough about that. Let's go ahead and talk about another draft prospect, somebody who is projected to go in the first round in most cases, and somebody who I think the Rangers could and uh, should give some serious consideration to if he's still there at number 15, and that's going to be Francisco Pinelli. Pinelli is an 18-year-old center for the Kitchener Rangers of the OHL, so see, he's already a Ranger. It just makes sense, right? But no, he's played in 13 games with HDD Jessenis of the Alps Hockey League, which is based in Central Europe. That league is made up of teams from Austria, Italy, and Slovenia. And then this past season, the OHL played 59 games with, once again, the Kitchener Rangers. Pinelli is six foot one, 185 pounds. He is a lefty shot. I've seen him listed as a winger at times, but it seems like he's predominantly a center. It's nice to know that at least he can play wing. I think it's always good to have guys who bring a little bit of versatility to the table. Right now, when you look at this Ranger roster, we've talked about this in the past as well, but it seems like the weak point, it doesn't even seem like it, the weak point is center. And so, you know, with the NHL, a lot of times I don't think teams necessarily draft from a position of need because as we've talked about, the makeup of your team when you draft a player can be very different from the time that that player ends up making his debut. And so it's possible that by the time 
Pinelli is ready to make his debut. The Rangers are all of a sudden deep at center, and maybe they play him at the wing. I mean, who knows for sure? But I think with the Rangers, it's so dramatic as far as center being the weakness, and the only stability they have at that position comes from Mika Zibanejad and Ryan Strom, and I like both guys a lot, but neither one of them is a lock to be a Ranger past next season. Neither one of them is even 100% a lock to be a Ranger going into this upcoming season. I don't think they would deal either one of those guys, but I suppose it's something that can't necessarily be 100% ruled out either. And as far as Pinelli is concerned, I'm looking at, once again, a couple of different uh, hockey publications that basically keep tabs on the NHL draft, and they just kind of rank all their players. These these rankings get updated uh, fairly commonly. But right now, like I said, I'm looking at, let's see, there are 13 different NHL publications that rank the incoming class of players that are going to be drafted. And on this list, as far as these 13 different publications, Pinelli is ranked as high as number 12. That's by Recruit Scouting. He is also ranked as low as number 31 by Draft Prospects Hockey. So he's somebody that, at least if you go by this list, you know, most of these uh, publications have him going around 24, 25 overall. So by that logic, uh, Pinelli could be there or maybe even will likely be there when the Rangers are picking at number 15. So that's an option as well. The Rangers could simply just select him at number 15 if they really like Pinelli. If he's their guy, don't get cute with it. Don't try to trade down and then get Pinelli later in the draft and, and kind of run that risk of him being taken. You know, like say the Rangers were to trade back from number 15 down to like number 24, and then he goes at number 22 overall. That would be unfortunate. Uh, I suppose some risks are worth taking. It would obviously depend on what they moved down for, what they got in return for that number 15 overall pick. But I think in a perfect world, and this is all assuming that the Rangers are very high on Pinelli, which they may or may not be. I mean, I, I think there are some reasons why they should be interested in him, and we're going to get to that in just a second as well. But I think in a perfect world for the Rangers, they do indeed trade down from that number 15 overall pick, and they still get Pinelli at, you know, number 22, number 23, number 26, wherever they trade down to. And again, that's all assuming that the Rangers are high on Pinelli and that that's the plan all along. That Okay, well, he's not going to go at number 15. We can move back a little bit. We can make a nice trade for ourselves, set ourselves up in some other way, and then get Pinelli, still get Pinelli later in the first round here. Obviously, you run a risk doing that, but... It's an option that could be on the table for the Rangers, could be a risk worth taking. But before we go too much farther here, I definitely want to kind of give you guys his stats as far as uh, some of these various teams that he's played in over the last several seasons here. And then we'll also get into some scouting reports and a couple other things as well. But as far as the 2020-2021 hockey campaign is concerned... Pinelli was loaned to HDD Justinus of the Alps Hockey League. We mentioned that just a second ago, but in 13 games in that league, he scored five goals, dished out six assists, so 11 points in those 13 games. Also was a plus four in the plus minus department, but the place where he has played uh, the vast majority of his games, at least in the last couple of seasons here, is with the OHL and with the Kitchener Rangers of the OHL. And the OHL season is canceled this year. But in 2019-2020, Pinelli had a really nice showing for himself. He skated in 59 games, scored 18 goals, dished out 23 assists for a total of 41 points. He also was a plus 15 in the plus-minus department. And that's as a rookie. You know, that was his first year in the Ontario Hockey League. So obviously a pretty strong first impression made by Pinelli there, uh, going in there and having a rock-solid season for himself. 
And we will go ahead and get into a couple more of Pinelli's stats and also some scouting reports in just a second here. want to just try to give you guys the full picture, try to paint as clear of a picture as I possibly can about who Pinelli is as a player and, uh, you know, how he kind of projects to the NHL. What what are his career prospects? What's his ceiling? What's his floor? All that good stuff. And we're going to be doing that in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So I think the correct pronunciation is Francesco Pinelli. I've heard it a couple of different ways, but the majority or the prevailing majority here, I've watched a couple more YouTube videos. It seems like the majority of people are calling him Francesco Pinelli, but if the Rangers end up drafting him, obviously we'll have a lot of time to work on that on here. But I want to just continue to talk about him. Like I said, give you guys a couple of the scouting reports as well. Something that I wanted to kind of look up, given the fact that he plays a center, and given the fact that me and I think a lot of other Ranger fans are really starved for a center who can go out there and win, you know, at least half of his face-offs, maybe a little bit more in a perfect world because the Rangers don't have anybody on the team that fits that description right now. But I wanted to look up his face-offs and how he's done and he really hasn't taken a ton of faceoffs in the OHL. This past season, he went 49 and 55, so 47.1%. But he averaged less than two faceoffs taken per game. So even though Pinelli is listed as a center, it makes me wonder if they're not using him at wing a little bit more often than they are at center, or at the very least, kind of mixing him back and forth between the two positions. And then in the Alps League, I mean, granted, he only played 13 games, but he went six and four in faceoffs in that league. And that tells you next to nothing because it's an enormously small sample size, especially for a stat like faceoffs. But I want to go ahead, like I said, get into uh, the scouting reports here and also a couple mock drafts. And there was one mock draft in particular that really caught my eye. This was on the hockeywriters.com. And for one reason or another, Francesco Pinelli fell all the way down to number 29, where in this mock draft, he was selected by the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Devin Little made the selection for the hockey writers. He's a writer for that website. And he seems to opine that he kind of got a steal here. And his idea was that the Vegas Golden Knights, I mean, I know this isn't locked on Knights, but just play along for a second here. The Knights could really use it, a high-end center prospect, and he feels like he got one here with Francesco Pinelli. And what he had to say about Pinelli, I'll just read you pretty much word for word here uh, as far as his reasoning as to why a team like the Knights would pick Pinelli. And I think a lot of this also applies to why the Rangers might be interested in Pinelli. But this is what he had to say. There's a good argument to be made that if he were a little more dynamic, 
He'd be a top 10 pick in this year's draft. He's a gifted playmaker with a strong wrist shot, and he isn't afraid to throw his weight around either. He is both what Vegas is and what they need all at once. And he's right, because if you watch Vegas in the playoffs, I think something that they were missing was, like he said, like Mr. Devin Little said here, the high-end center. You know, they, they have a lot of really strong wingers, but I think maybe if they were lacking anything, it was at center. I don't know that team inside and out the way that I do the Rangers, but it's kind of the same deal with the Rangers. You know, you look at their roster right now, and center's clearly the weakness, and, you know, it sounds like Pinelli just has a strong all-around game, and somebody that if he does fall in the draft a little bit, he's certainly worth the roll of the dice, especially at number 29, possibly also at number 15 for the Rangers, if the Rangers think he's their guy. And that's another thing. You know, I mentioned the possibility of the Rangers maybe trading down and then drafting Pinelli, but at the same time, you don't have to get too cute here. I mean, if you're just moving back, you know, five spots just to pick up like a fourth round pick later in the draft in exchange for a fifth round pick or something like that, don't even bother. Just take your guy because you never know you know, you might think that he's not going to go until the late 20s and you have the number 20 pick and now you take him. But all it takes is for one team to trade up in front of you who really likes Pinelli and they can take him at number 18 or number 19, or maybe even somebody who was originally picking at 18 or 19 goes ahead and they take Pinelli. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways it can pan out and there's there's going to be a lot of twists and turns on draft night, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, if you're the Rangers, and like I said, if you're high on Pinelli and it seems like most of these draft publications do seem to like him, then go ahead and take him at number 15. You don't have to get too cute with it. Matthew Zater of thehockeywriters.com, he also opined on this selection of Pinelli at number 29 in the mock draft here, and this is what he had to say about it. Pinelli dropping to 29th is the surprise of the mock draft for me. I had him ranked 14 picks before this, and I honestly don't know why he fell so far. As Devin said, he could be a bit more dynamic, but that shouldn't make him less attractive higher up in the draft. He's got all the aspects of a top-line center, from passing to goal scoring, so seeing him near the end of the first round is a shock to the system. Steal, if there ever was one, for the lucky Golden Knights. And so that, I, I can't help but feel like that's a little bit ominous. Ominous isn't the right word for it because that kind of sounds negative, but maybe it's um, kind of a glimpse into the future because it's just interesting to me that Zayter here had him ranked at number 15 overall. He had him ranked 14 picks before number 29. Obviously, that's number 15, and that's when the Rangers are picking. So maybe they go ahead and they indeed take Pinelli with that pick. Only time is going to tell there. And we will get back to the scouting reports in just a second, but something that I glossed over just a couple of minutes ago that I should probably give a little bit more attention to is the fact that you know, he grew up playing in the OHL, which is where he's from. He's very comfortable there, and he's playing in a league with guys his age. He's only 18 years old, and then when he was on loan, he had to move almost to the other side of the globe. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit to make the point, but really not by that much, and he's playing in a foreign country, living by himself for the first time again, just 18 years old, did not speak any Slovenian, and despite all this, plays 13 games, once again in a league, not just with teenagers, but with grown adults in the Alps Hockey League, and all he does there is put up, once again, 11 points in 13 games, five goals and six assists, so obviously showed very, very well for himself in a very unique situation, to say the very least. He also represented Canada on its under-18 World Juniors team, played in seven games with them, scored four goals, dished out seven assists, so 11 points in that tournament in just seven games for Pinelli. 
the general consensus from scouts is that he seems to have a little bit of flash to his game, and he's also just overall a pretty well-rounded player. As far as some of his strengths, a lot of scouts have been talking about him having a very high hockey IQ. He's also defensively responsible, makes good decisions, and has a very good wrist shot as well. As far as some areas where he could improve, it sounds like maybe his stick handling and his skating a little bit, but the general consensus here seems to be that there aren't a ton of holes in his game. And like I was just talking about. I'll go ahead. It's one thing for you guys to hear it from me, but these are some professional scouts who do this stuff for a living. And I'll just read you a couple of scouting reports on him to kind of give us all really a good feel for who Pinelli is as a player. So this one comes from Steve Cornianos from the Draft Analyst. A jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none kind of player, Pinelli is a versatile center who succeeded no matter where he played, including a 13-game sample in Slovenia with Jessenis of the Alps Hockey League. And there's another one here that comes to us from Caitlin Berry of Dauber Prospects. Dauber Prospects always does a great job. A smart player with slick puck handling abilities, Pinelli is easily able to create chances for himself and his linemates and is always involved in the play. He has an impact on every shift. And then this one comes to us from Mike G. Morial from NHL.com. Pinelli is an elite skater with excellent puck pursuit, work ethic, and a high compete level. The 18-year-old can contribute on the power play and the penalty kill and projects to be a reliable two-way player in the NHL. And I love hearing that as well. Give me a guy with versatility. Give me a guy that can play multiple positions. Give me a guy who can make an impact on the game 5v5 on the power play and on the penalty kill. And give me somebody who, you know, we talked about this when we were looking at Fedor Svechkov, who, by the way, is still my number one pick for the Rangers to take at number 15 overall. But give me somebody who's and I don't know that this necessarily applies to Pinelli, but give me somebody who's defense first or at the very least defensively responsible, a defensively responsible forward. And it sounds like Pinelli fits the description there. And I'll just read one more scouting report and then we'll move on to a couple other things, uh, namely a couple of impending Ranger free agents. But this one comes to us from Elite Prospects 2021 NHL Draft Guide. The foundation of Pinelli's potency is his hockey sense. He supports his teammates, takes optimal routes to prepare one or two plays in advance, always finds soft ice in the offensive zone, and times his movements perfectly into those pockets of space to strike. With a no-drawback push release, he's sending the puck home as a capable one- and two-touch finisher. So there you have it. Uh, hopefully you guys have a little bit more of a sense of who Francesco Pinelli is as a player and why I think the Rangers might want to look his way if he's still there uh, when they're picking at number 15 in next month's draft. So uh, we'll continue to do this. We'll continue to profile a couple of other uh, prospects, guys who could be ripe for the taking at number 15. But for now, we're going to go ahead and take a look at a couple of other impending New York Ranger free agents, and we will do that in just a second. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. 
All right, so we're going to go ahead and cover another two impending New York Ranger free agents here in just a second. But real quick, I just wanted to run through the gauntlet because we've been doing this throughout the offseason. You never know when we could have some new listeners. And so I wanted to just kind of provide this guide for anybody who might be tuning in or anybody who missed an episode along the way as far as where you can hear our thoughts on some of the other, and in some cases, more prominent impending New York Ranger free agents. So in episode 360, you got Brandon Smith and Jack Johnson. Episode 363 is Julian Gauthier. 364 is Buchnevich and Howden. 374 is Igor Shesterkin. 380 is Philip Hedl. 382 is Philip Giuseppe. 384 is Libor Hayek. And then in yesterday's episode, 389, we looked at Johnny Brodzinski and Darren Radish. And that leads us into today. And the first guy I want to talk about is restricted free agent and defenseman Igor Rykov. Rykov was drafted all the way back in 2016 by the New Jersey Devils in the fifth round. He went number 132 overall, and he was subsequently traded to the New York Rangers in exchange for for Michael Grabner, and in addition to acquiring Igor Rykov for Michael Grabner, the Rangers also got a second-round draft pick in 2018 from the Devils. The Rangers subsequently traded that second-round pick to the Ottawa Senators. But it's interesting with Rykov because it really wasn't that long ago when he was kind of being considered for a spot on the New York Rangers. I don't think he was too far away from necessarily making his NHL debut with the Rangers going into not this past season, the one that just concluded for the Rangers, but the season before, you know, in training camp, there was a little bit of buzz about Igor Rykov. I mean, I don't think it was anything like, oh man, look at this guy. He's going to be on the top defense pairing or anything like that, but he was certainly in the mix for some playing time. He didn't end up making the Rangers opening night roster, but then he suffered an injury and it was a really bad time to get hurt. I mean, not that there's ever a good time to get injured, but when you've got a little bit of buzz about you, there's a chance that, you know, the Rangers might be kind of high on you and they might be looking to call you up in the near future, uh, that's certainly not a good time to get injured. And if you guys remember, Ryan Lindgren that season, he was kind of an afterthought going into training camp, but it almost feels like Ryan Lindgren took his spot. I mean, it's not out of malice or anything like that. Ryan Lindgren got an opportunity and he took advantage of it, but there was a lot more buzz around Igor Rykov at that time than there was around Ryan Lindgren. And that just goes to show you how fast things can change and how quickly the pecking order can kind of get shuffled around a little bit. As far as Igor Rykov going into this season and, you know, potentially making his NHL debut at some point, I suppose it's at least possible. But Rykov was, in fact, not even with the Hartford Wolfpack this past season. He was loaned back to CSKA Moscow of the KHL, skated in 49 games, had no goals and nine assists. And then the season before, in 2019-2020, he skated in 27 games with the Hartford Wolfpack and scored two goals, had nine assists for a total of 11 points. And it's hard to say exactly what the future holds for Rykov when it comes to the Rangers because, as we were just talking about, it seems like there have been a decent amount of guys who have sort of jumped him in the pecking order. That injury just could not have possibly come at a worse time for Igor Rykov when it happened. And now, I mean, clearly facing an uphill battle to make the opening night roster. I mean, that's a long shot and a half right there because you've already got uh, probably four guys penciled in for opening night when you look at Fox, Lindgren, Truba, and probably K. Andre Miller as well. So there's only two spots left, and the Rangers had some impressive young defensemen get some run with the team last year. You know, guys like Zach Jones, guys like Tarmo Rayunanen, uh, Braden Schneider is going to be on the way at a certain point. So I don't know what happens. You know, maybe the Rangers end up trading Igor Rykov to another team and somebody willing to uh, kind of roll the dice on him and just let him kind of start from scratch. He is only 24 years old. So, I mean, who knows? The Rangers have a new coach in place. They have a new GM in place. Maybe Gerard Gallant decides that he likes Igor Rykov. Maybe he's out there on opening night. Crazier things have definitely happened. Uh, but as of right now, yeah, I wouldn't bet on it. And uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the future holds for Rykov going forward with the Rangers. We'll talk about one more Ranger free agent for today, and that's going to be 
Gabriel Fontaine. He is 24 years old, a center, lefty shot, and he spent all of last season with the Hartford Wolfpack. In fact, he's now spent four seasons with the Hartford Wolfpack, and in that time, he has skated in 157 games, scored 21 goals, dished out 47 assists, so 68 points in 157 games. He's six foot one, 194 pounds. And as far as how he came to the Rangers, the Rangers did draft him back in 2016 in the sixth round. He went number 171 overall. Uh, to the New York Rangers. And at this point, I mean, 24, it's not like it's ancient. I mean, not at all, but it kind of seems like this is a classic case of a late round draft pick, fairly or unfairly, probably just kind of being labeled as a good AHL player. I mean, I'd, I'd hope that maybe at some point he gets to make his NHL debut either, either with the Rangers or with some other team. Uh, it's nice that he's put up some respectable offensive numbers in the AHL, but I get the feeling, I mean, this is not a name that comes up very often when the Rangers are talking about their prospects. So I get the feeling this is somebody that the Rangers just don't see as having a significant amount of upside. And once again, he's a restricted free agent. So odds are he will be back with the team. But I get the feeling, and it's just a hunch here, because again, you, you very rarely hear anything said about Gabriel Fontaine. And so my theory is just kind of that the Rangers just see him as organizational depth. He's somebody that is going to be a good player with the Hartford Wolfpack. And if the Rangers are really in a pinch, if the injuries start to pile up, then what the hey, maybe we give him a shot on the NHL roster as well. Uh at least as of now, and you never know what can happen for sure because he is still relatively young. This doesn't seem like it's going to make or break the Rangers whether or not Fontaine is back. But again, given that he's a restricted free agent, very, very likely it would seem uh, that he would be back with the team next season. And again, it looks like he's done a pretty nice job for himself in the AHL overall. And so if a reunion is in the works, then by all means. And again, hopefully he's somebody that at some time or another, uh, ends up getting to at least make his NHL debut, uh, whether it's with the Rangers or somebody else. Uh, but that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. The only other thing I wanted to mention was the Stanley Cup Finals, of course, a very exciting finish to Game 4. If anyone missed it, a double minor was called on Shea Weber of the Montreal Canadiens with about a minute remaining in regulation, and the score tied at 2-2. So Montreal had to end regulation by killing off a power play for a minute, which they did. But then, of course, that power play for three minutes also spilled into the overtime period, and they killed that off as well. And not too long after that, uh, they score and they win, and obviously the NHL season continues. And again, I've mentioned this before, everything else being equal. Give me some more hockey, and let's... uh at least have something of an interesting Stanley Cup final here. I don't think anyone really wants it to see in the sweep, unless you just absolutely despise the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, but that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, what's the key for the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.